Welcome to FNG1, a new guy's guide to Formula One and the world of motorsport. I am your co-host Chuck, and with me always is Sean. Hey guys. And we are here after Baku Grand Prix, Azerbaijan. I like to say that word, Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan or Baku? I think they're both pretty dope. I don't know, that track's dope though. Regardless that of anything track is else. No, that track rules with the castle? Yeah. I didn't know there was a castle that, like... It's fine that it it tracks to me in a European sport that there would be a castle nearby, but for it to literally form the wall of the course for a portion is pretty awesome. Yeah, that's some like Need for Speed like video game <laughs> it's bullshit. It's very Need for Speed. It's like, oh, there's a castle. You're just driving through it. Like this is Forza Seven. What? <laughs> it in fact very briefly looks like actual Mario Kart if they film it from the right angle. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because that castle also looks fake. I know it's real, but it looks a little fake, like they cleaned it too much. It's too probably pretty. Probably for the cameras. It's too, it's pretty. too pretty. It's like Disney made a castle for this racetrack. It does look very Magic Kingdom. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that course is awesome. That race was uh, largely extremely dull and then briefly extremely awesome. <laughs> yeah, there's probably some feelings for you this week. Well, yeah, but they are largely positive. I mean, obviously, there's a big, there's a one big negative, but then there's a lot of really good positives. Yeah. So the net effect is a gain in my mood. Impartially, it's hilarious and great. Oh, impartially, it was a riot. Everything that happened in the end was so buck wild. And and it's it's interesting for me because I was actually kind of frustrated disappointed with it and so I, I really do focus when we do this on trying to be at least occasionally somewhat impartial what you see and this is your mistake but i understand yeah so like you know i'm trying to be impartial and explain it and you say that you say that you try to main maintain impartiality only because ferrari's not vying for the top but the first time that we do a <laughs> season where they're right at the top you are going to be fucking unbearable Obviously, and I, it's a great and don't strategy. Don't get me wrong; I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> it's easy to be like the third or fourth team, like not contending. Like, oh, this is fun to watch. We're all just a hop, skip, and a jump from being an Ohio State fan. Like, <laughs> <laughs> on a long enough timeline, we are all bastards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no. I mean, I was actually legit, like, kind of like frustrated, and and for stupid reasons. But then you kind of look at it from the outside lens and not rooting for a team. You're like, this shit is so fun. This is a thing that I've tried to explain to so many college football fans, because I know that that is sort of our root sports fandom that we have spun off now to F1, is that there are sort of two paths that college football fans go down. And the way most common one is, you know, the hardcore Homer root for your team. And I get that. And mm -hmm. it makes sense. It also, especially in college football, sucks most of the time right. and kind of makes you unbearable after a, after a while. The alternative is to take a step back and observe it all and maintain some level of impartiality, at least you know, some of the time and realize like on a grand soap opera scale, how hilarious it all is. And it makes you start really appreciating the funny things 
that happened to the various teams, including your own. And so I try to bring that. I that is how I watch all sports now, and it is what I have brought to Formula One. <laughs> so yes, tragedy befell my driver, but it was objectively hilarious and also very exciting. Yeah, because it instantly changed everything about that race, and so it was pretty funny. And so I was disappointed, but I was also like, "Oh shit, this is going to be wild." Yeah, I, I think there's something great, too, about the, the camera cuts as a sport F1, because there'll be deadpan explaining like, yeah, this guy's leading by four seconds. Look at what these guys are doing, like fourth and fifth, and then just straight cut to a massive cloud of smoke <laughs> and pieces of carbon wreckage. fiber 50 feet in the air. Like <laughs> the the cut from I think they were on like whatever Leclerc and Gasly were doing at the time, or maybe and they're like back. talking about oil pressures and shit, and it's all very important, but also not like heart poundingly exciting. And so you're right, the smash cut to a smash is jarring and amazing. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Um, and I think right before that. Paul DeResta maybe gave like the jinx of the, oh, the season. Oh, that was the jinxiest of jinxes. Max is having a wonderful weekend. He's just controlled the race. Nothing he needs to do, for, you know, from here, like barring something like incredible he happening. Even, yeah, he said even said something like barring something with tires. Yeah, and it's like you bastard. <laughs> and then Pirelli's like, gotcha. <laughs> oh, Pirelli. Yeah, so I guess we we'll, we can discuss. You know, in the context of that, I mean, Max, Max had a wonderful, beautiful weekend. Like, there's uh, nothing aside, really, aside from a rear left tire, his weekend was flawless and boring and extremely boring in that Hamilton flawless way that we got so bored of. Yeah, because I was even thinking he didn't he didn't pass Hamilton on track, did he? He did it during the pits. He did it during pits. And Red, like Hamil Red Bull had uh Hamilton had a slow pit. Yeah. Mercedes went long and then uh, Red Bull pitted Max in under two seconds. Yeah. And Gasly was coming through the pit. So they had to hold. That's what Lewis. it was. Mercedes didn't screw up their pit, but Hamilton had to hold to let Gasly through. Yeah. And and he passed him and, I, and also Checo got through at the same time. So Max never had to do much that whole... He didn't have to do anything. He didn't even have to figure out how to pass Hamilton. He was in control. Like, his only pass, I guess, was on Leclerc. Like, I mean, the Ferrari was a dead, like, a sitting duck. Um, yeah. I wasn't going to bring it up. No, it's not. Bad. I mean, we know it's not fast. The engine's not as fast. And they had to run a Ling Wing. And even with that, it was still a little bit down on power. And I think uh, there was some analysis where it showed Leclerc's lap times. I'm like, once his tire degraded and it degraded faster than Max's because they had to run like so little rear wing, the car was just slower on, on pure pace and there wasn't anything he could do. Like it, it wasn't ex unexpected. I think even after qualifying, Leclerc's like, yeah, we're definitely still not the fastest car out here on race pace. <laughs> he, he set some expectations. Like, I, I don't know. You put him in a car and say like, you've got one lap to like, save this dude's family like he might be the one to do it but uh he'll also tell you honestly like yeah that's not gonna hold up like i will do my best <laughs> don't ask me to do it nine times i got you one yeah i he the, ferrari benefited once again from a wonderful turn of qualifying 
Hey, man. This one, not their fault, and I'll give you credit for that. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't their fault. Like, Yuki definitely, like, screwed that up badly. But Carlos's reaction to it was... Was not ideal. hilarious. There was nothing he could do, like... No, he was screwed. They had, he was he, going far too fast to do anything about that. They hadn't even waved a flag. And, like, you could tell that was, like, there's only one thing to do, and that's mash these this pedal as hard as I possibly can. <laughs> and if you watch from his onboard camera, he actually couldn't see... Tsunoda's car, he saw but s- you could see the smoke. Yeah, and he, so he just flo- he just slammed on the brakes and locked. Well, up he and- s- he said he saw the smoke up ahead and was still going, but there was no indication. And once he got to like, there's point of no return for him cutting in. Like mm-hmm. he's like, there's a car there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly where and I'm so trying to go. The foot just went, I guess, the rest of the way to the floor. And at that point, it was just like, let's get this slowed down by any means possible. Which and included if you're going to wreck your car, he actually didn't take that bad a chunk out of it, nah, given, the, given the circumstances. No, that corner also claimed, like, basically everybody. Yeah, that corner was a slaughterhouse this weekend. Yeah, Leclerc bitten it. And his was funny, because it was he wasn't even going that fast by the time he hit it. He just kind of went straight on, like, bunk. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then Verstappen also got that wall, and then pretty much everybody else at some point or, or the other. Yeah. So, yeah. Max was pretty much flawless other than being like thwarted by the victim of the other tire that exploded. (laughs) Yeah. I guess we didn't even mention Lance Stroll. Yeah. uh, Lance had a tough weekend, so I don't want to rag on him too much. He did wreck two cars. I should feel bad too. Cause like when I saw Lance Stroll's car going sideways, I was like, just automatically assumed that it was an air driver error. (laughs) I was like, how did he crash there? Then it turns out like, okay, was it so much his fault? No, he was going in a perfectly straight line until his car was just sideways. Yeah, and he hit that wall hard. Like Max's voice. Wreck- so, he and Max kind of were moving. Yeah, they were when moving. When that happened. Um, they were booking it. And, and yeah, I guess interesting, like from a long-term perspective, like Stroll's car is definitely going to cost a lot to fix. Like that's a total write-off probably. So, you know, whatever, a few million dollars for the chassis. Max, will see how much they have to replace. But just in the context of this year being really close and competitive, how much that cost starts to add up, right? Right. Because Mercedes made that huge deal after Botas bend his into Russell a few weeks ago. So, yeah, <laughs> that's about it. I mean, Max... Just we're just evening the playing field. Yeah. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Speaking of evening the playing field... Uh, which thing are you referring to? <laughs> well, when the, the championship leader goes out by a, it exits the race, um, ingloriously. It exits stage right. <laughs> yeah, literally stage right. <laughs> and so his big, his, uh, pursuer has a great chance to, you know, all he has to do is come in second or third and easily got the lead in the championship. Like no big ask. He's been running at the front all weekend. It was... I feel like, by a wide margin, the most unlikely thing to happen on that restart. <laughs> he Well, yeah, and I had to rewatch it today because I wanted to see what happened. Hey, I wanted to see what the hell Perez did, which was some bat-wild shit on the yeah, start. Yeah, boy, he was... <laughs> I, I watched <laughs> that, it. That was aggressive to the point of not actually going to be a good strategy no matter what happened. <laughs> How, had he hit him, like, he would have gotten penalty points for that. Like I would assume so. That shit was bad. And, like, the worst part about it is, like, yeah, you can cut a guy, but Perez got beaten so badly off the start there. Like, Lewis He would have hit him, him in the rear wheel. <laughs> Lewis was ahead of him at that point, and they weren't even that far down the straight. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Lewis smoked him off this. Like that was the one thing that for Perez I was like, God, he he really blew that restart. Now he really did. Fortunately, um, I guess his over aggressive move, according to Lewis, caused Lewis to hit uh, the magic button. In which case, flawless move by Perez. Yeah, if I don't think anybody really knew about the magic button, but <laughs> um, I guess if if nobody's heard or. Or seen this? There's there's apparently a button on the Mercedes steering wheel that lets you push it, and it basically moves all of the braking force to the front two wheels. Normally in the car, like when you hit the brakes, like sixty percent of the braking comes from the front two wheels and forty percent from the back two wheels. This situation's more like a ninety-five-five, and uh, Lewis hit that button, which is never supposed to be used while you're racing. The while car. you're actively racing, yeah, you use it to warm up the tires, not to race. And uh, that's why he very uncharacteristically went straight through the turn like it didn't exist. <laughs> when you're watching it, you know, from the untrained eye and without that knowledge of magic buttons and whatnot, it really did for a split second look like he thought the course didn't turn there. Like he was just going to keep going straight and everybody else is like, no, it's a left here, man. There's actually a photo from down in that little escape road. That Lewis mm-hmm. is going dead straight and everybody else is turning. <laughs> and it's the most surreal looking photo. Like everybody else made the wrong choice because obviously that's Lewis Hamilton's car. <laughs> and why would he be wrong? Yeah. I honestly thought he just screwed up. Like when you see it, not knowing, you're like, he really messed up. Like, I can't believe Lewis messed up that badly. Uh, it turned out it wasn't. Well, one can make an argument that hitting the wrong button on your steering wheel is a screw up. That is an error. It's not the one... Uh, it's an error that you would expect from a Mazepin <laughs> or a Latifi. <laughs> they don't even put that shit on his car. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He can't be trusted with that. <laughs> the engineers are discussing Mazepin's doing one. They're like, that's too much power for him to have. <laughs> he needs three buttons. <laughs> Just on, off, radio. That's it. That's all we're going to give him. But, hey, all's well that ends well. While Max lost what was obviously his podium, his win, Red Bull still took first. So not only is Red Bull, because of Hamilton's screw-up, got a big jump in the Drivers' Championship, or the Constructors' Championship, but it actually bumped Checo up into third on the Drivers' Championship. Yeah, he jumped way up. So what I want to know is when are you going to admit that maybe I was right about Sergio? <laughs> He's doing good. He's doing fine. <laughs> this this race was textbook what you were saying that Red Bull needed. Yeah, he which did is Matt Max out in first and Checo making life difficult for Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, he I mean, from a pure weekend standpoint, like he still got to figure out how to clean up qualifying. Um, yeah. Because he was seventh again, and like that was definitely the fastest car on the racetrack. Again, but, he was seventh because he didn't finish his last qualifying lap. But he really turfed the one he got. Like he should be first through third on the first run, and then the right. last one's just battling for pole. Like if, when if, he when if, he gets all of his qualifying laps in and is still seventh, then I'll give him a tougher time on that. You mean the last five light races? Well, he got Monaco, second. Once. He didn't. Monaco, did he, he get, was pretty far back. Did he, he get two in? Uh, I don't know. Um, in Monaco, but he was way back there. And then the one he did well was Imola. Right. Regardless, it's working. 
<laughs> his wins, man, that is some like how many lucky things can you have <laughs> happen in a row? Hey, whatever works. I I will argue that he earned it. Yeah, he did well. He did well. He was competitive. He was quick. Um, you know, never aside could aside from Vettel, he passed more cars than anyone else. Yeah, he couldn't challenge Max at all. But I don't think that's yeah. Like, that's but never I don't expect that that'll ever happen. No. And honestly, from a if I'm Christian Horner, you don't. Want I him to. think that this is the perfect situation. You don't want him actually challenging challenging max you want him in second yeah and if you look at in terms of driver pairings like mclaren ricardo's doing god knows what at the moment um and he was talking about being a lot more comfortable in the car and was just if we're going to talk about driver pairings can we just jump ahead to talk about bottas oh he's i i don't what the fuck is going on well so if we're gonna to play devil's advocate and give him a little bit of a pass Oh, okay. Let's do that then. <laughs> he was running a different rear wing than Lewis during the race. So his car had less optimal aerodynamics. Like it was more draggy than Lewis's car. On the other hand... It was less... Also, then you're arguing more draggy than the Alpine cars. Oh, yeah. He was awful. Like Kimi Raikkonen's Alfa Romeo. <laughs> oh, this is the mostly you just set him up with you give him a little bit of a... Uh, an excuse and reason and then you just say that that was still god awful like he was he was losing multiple positions on restarts not challenging anybody to pass just non-existent like you can talk about driver pairings and say signs was kind of final weekend and did the dumbest shit possible in the race <laughs> but still passed people like he recovered right. from that to pass people and get points I mean, what the fuck is Botas? Like, what is he doing? Like, honestly, I'm I don't understand what he's doing. In the I'm race, he, knows. he seems completely lost. I'm convinced he already knows. They told him they're not renewing him. I think that that's probably true. We'll have to wait for Netflix to tell us. In either case, he's got five races until the summer break. And he better, like, basically, he can't win them all because that would be the wrong thing to do. He is going well, to have also, to. Also, let's just be honest. He can't win them all. No. But like a perfect performance for him is like basically like the ultimate wingman for Lewis, constantly yes, second, second place constantly controlling in the race. every race while Hamilton stands in first. Yes, and I don't think that even so. Or as I'm going to call it, the Checo. The Checo. <laughs> That's what we're looking for. So yeah, if if we're going to go through and talk about driver pairings, like Prez is doing well at this point. I think you know through the season you'd say signs, but of the new drivers, I guess you you probably have to put Prez up there um, at this point. Um, I do like signs, though. It's, yeah, signs is he's he's rock solid. That's pretty much what you need. Other than that dumbass uh, sliding into the escape. <laughs> I mean, room. occasionally he goes on a little walkabout, but yeah, learning new cars is a pain. But yeah, that wasn't. <laughs> but great. learning new streets—that's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Hondas were really fast. The Hondas were fast. This was a good weekend for Honda. Uh, advertisements-wise. Yeah, the Hon- because the Alpha Torres were both really fast. Well, yeah, at one point during one of the straightaways, they got a shot with four Honda wings in it. Oh, really? Yeah, it was the one on one of the long straightaways. You could make out all four Honda wings. <laughs> Good job, Honda. Yeah, I was like, oh, they're going to they're gonna take that photo and <laughs> hang it up somewhere. <laughs> As they leave Formula One after yeah. this year. Hey, leave them wanting more. That's what I say. Don't don't leave Formula One because nobody wants your engine. (laughs) 
<laughs> leave on your own terms. Leave on your own terms. Not as great a weekend for McLaren as they've had. No. Not Norris, a disaster. They got points from Norris both recovered. Drivers. They both, I guess in terms of the third and fourth battle, the, the big battle, they both finished one position behind their counterpart Ferrari. So Ferrari got th- is now in third place. Yep, just rub um, that in. Just got to stick that one in there. Alonso <laughs> got pretty good points. So He did. Alpine, good job. Their other car failed immediately. It did not go. <laughs> it went one <laughs> lap and then just... I think it went two or three. Yeah, so that happened. Um, we talked about Alpha Tori. Gasly, that was really great by Gasly, to be honest. Especially at the end. He really... he battled off Leclerc. Yes. And that was actually the that last what two laps was it Gasly and Leclerc that were fighting? Yeah. That was pretty epic. Yeah. It is an interesting comment from Gasly and he basically said like I just went for everything. Like he wasn't even sure if he would make the breaking points. So he was pretty much rec- relying on Leclerc being fair to him. I mean, they're friends and they've raced together for a long time. <laughs> But he was uh, pretty certain that like Leclerc wouldn't just say, no, you're not going to do that late break on me. Right. So luckily, uh, they didn't crash. But Can yes. we talk about my favorite result? Which one? If you look at the bottom of this race, I see two racers ahead of Lewis Hamilton. Uh, yeah, buddy. Schumacher and Mazepin finishing ahead of... Seven-time world champion, Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> Haas is back. Haas is back, baby. Oh, man. <laughs> so, so safety cars are magical when it comes to resetting gaps. Yep. At, at one point... Mazepin had been lapped, but he, he was, got it back. At one point, he was two minutes and 34 seconds back. <laughs> he was working on two laps down. <laughs> did you see he tried to kill his teammate? Yes, I did. He's... He's my favorite fail son. I can't get enough of this guy. <laughs> Straight tried bullshit. to kill his teammate for trying to pass him. <laughs> it's so good. Dude, you were two and a half minutes down. Like, at least Schumacher was somewhat in touching distance. But yeah, you got to catch up on the last lap. So you try to kill him so he doesn't pass you. Hey, you know, maybe that maybe he's proven himself right there. <laughs> to be fair, that's probably how you get things done. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just leave that at that. Yeah, we'll just leave that. Um, so Botas only slightly beating out the two Haas cars. So hey, you know, I mean the the Haas the Haas Mercedes battle it's getting really intriguing here. Right? It is. It's getting pretty hot to have uh, both Mercedes and both Haas uh, right there clumped together. You really got with the two Haas cars splitting the Mercedes. I mean, really, I puts, know that's good teamwork. Yeah. Big challenge with Matt with Mazepin holding off Hamilton so Schumacher could challenge Bottas. <laughs> what a sentence to utter in 2021. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's so good. Look, you know who also went down an escape road because they completely missed a turn? Mazepin. Mazepin, Hamilton, they're, you know, they're mistakes. basically the same driver, yeah. is what I'm saying. Did you see? I mean, I wish I had that. that GIF or JIF or however we officially say it here. There were like people in the like balcony chanting Mazepin when he was going by. So I don't know if it was like ironic or serious, <laughs> but it was right on the same straight that he missed the escape road. So they're nice. going like Mazepin, Mazepin, and then like, oh God, because he goes straight <laughs> off the track. 
He's like, wait, I have fans? Yeah. He heard his name and <laughs> forgot there was a turn. So I have an important question for you. Yeah. Who's your driver of the day? Vettel. Vettel. Yeah. Vettel is such a good, it's such a feel-good story, like, to see him up there. Yeah. You know, because especially the way this season has gone for Vettel, it was just very satisfying to see things go right for him. And I mean, he benefited from the same lucky things that everyone else on the podium did. Well, uh, he also but he also made huge moves because he started in what, 11th? Yeah. Well, and one thing he did is he went so he went much longer on that first. Stint, he did. <laughs> and he had fresh tires, fresher tires at that last not the very last super short stint, but before that. And uh, I think it was coming out of Stroll's restart. Gasly locked up because he was under pressure from Leclerc and Vettel. And Leclerc had to slow up not to hit Gasly and Vettel just passed both of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he and he had pace and fresh tires. They could do nothing about it. So, you know, him running oh, longer. Gasly the- was hot about the whole thing. Yeah, he didn't like it. And it was like, dude, like, he's on fresher tires and gotcha. Like, yeah. they recovered well. And he had a good drive, didn't make mistakes, you know? And if- he got the uh, the driver of the day vote on TV. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he deserves it. It's but here's good. the thing. He doesn't. He's not the driver of the day. Uh-oh. Who's your driver of the day? It's Checo. It's, oh, yeah, I knew Because, it. because, and it was Checo when he was in second place, because... Only one driver on this entire course held off Lewis Hamilton for 40 laps. 40 laps with Lewis Hamilton behind you and never let him really have a legit chance. Yeah. No one else did that. No one else has done that all season. Hey, he's also it's in the Checo. fastest car. <laughs> he is the driver of the day. So you That not, is my hot take. You're not you're not uh you're that not That is not a fan statement. You're not that handicapping for qual- car quality here. <laughs> no, I'm not. That is uh, you put let's talk about the times that Hamilton has breathed down Max's neck this year and it's almost always gone Hamilton's way. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Checo held him out for more laps than I've ever seen anybody hold off Lewis Hamilton. For more consecutive laps. Yeah. That's a drive. Yeah. That's why I'm saying he deserves that win. Okay. I'll he give benefits you that. from the luck, but he earned it. I mean, yeah, he ran a good race. He was up there. Like, that's luck will get you wins. I knew, like, by the way, I knew you were going to say Vettel, and I wanted to get my hot take out there. So yeah. I, set you, I set you up on this. Yeah. Um, the good <laughs> news is for Vettel, if we're looking forward, the last two races where he's done so great are look nothing like the rest of the, like, calendar mm-hmm. so yeah. next next maybe, race maybe is, things are are sort of coming together maybe they've tweaked the car a little bit for him well and it's the same thing like for me personally i'm looking at like you know ferrari's like pretty good mclaren's faded this is looking good and i was like shit they're not on any like either these two street circuits which stand completely alone and like their dynamics and we're back to like normal f1 tracks at the next race and it might mean i mean i'll be honest with you i'm in the same i'm in the same boat as of not feeling great about that right right (laughs) and i actually saw somebody make the hot take that red bull didn't do good enough in two tracks where they had an obvious advantage 
Like they should have taken two wins. Like Max not taking. <laughs> they definitely should have taken first and second here. I, <laughs> there's no denying that. And like, like the point was, is yeah, Mercedes has looked like dog shit, but Red Bull is the one that should be disappointed because all Mercedes had to do was like limit the damage for these two races. I think that's a little too hot takey for me when I saw it, but <laughs> there is a point. Like the last two French Grand Prix, like Lewis has won by like 35 seconds and 18 seconds. Yeah, like it's a had it's been a bad race since it came back into the calendar. So I, I guess we'll see. Like that, my point is, is the French Grand Prix. Watch it; it might be super boring and it might be bad. And if it is in the way it's been the last few years, maybe we've all enjoyed the last few races f- <laughs> for nothing. Mm-hmm. Right now, Red Bull looks good as hell. Like I, that's just what I'm going to say. Like, yeah, I want to see when now that we go back into some open circuits, I want to see how it does. Yeah, because I would say right now, like for the Mer- time being, don't get me wrong. I'm just going to continue to point to the scoreboard. <laughs> Mercedes looks like they're in a disaster. Red Bull's like basically just been screwed by like you know god's wrath circumstance yeah has has not gone uh red bull's way so i want to dive into effanon yeah for anybody that didn't catch last week's episode this is our new segment effanon where we are continuing to spin wild conspiracy theories about what's really going on behind the scenes in these races so I want to start, as we did last week, with the obvious one. You know, the one that's not enough layers deep. That can't really be the case. And the obvious thing that happened that was a game changer in this race was Gasly causing Hamilton's pit to take longer, which then vaulted both Red Bulls into first and second. And mm. Gasly is on a Red Bull team, the Alpha Tori so that seems like an obvious move that was made on purpose. Sean, I want you to take it there and let's try and tie this into what we were saying last week. Okay. So Gasly does let Red Bull get ahead. But who makes the tires that have failed in this race taking out not one, but two cars? That would be Pirelli. And if you want to dig deeper, Pirelli said that Hamilton had a cut on his tire that may or may not have failed by the end of the race. Who put the cut there, though? No, no. Italian tires. They're claiming it's debris. Sweet who are the Jesus, Italian it's teams? Ferrari. Who are the Italian teams? Alpha Tori and Ferrari. Who got a Holy podium? shit. Gasly on an, on an Italian team. Sweet Jesus. Pirelli yeah. took down or attempted to take down Hamilton and did take down Verstappen. And in an we'll effort to get an Italian team onto the podium. They almost got two, except they for They almost got two. And then, so then, are we saying that uh, Stroll is just collateral damage? Cause, yeah, they don't care about Stroll. I mean, I'm willing to just refer to Stroll as collateral damage for the rest of the season. That's fine with me. That's pretty common. So, yeah, yeah, Stroll's just collateral damage. That, that, was, a, that was a proof of concept. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to make an omelet. You're going to break a few strolls, but. Uh, um, okay. There's one I like direction. where we're at. So I, I feel like in both of these, I feel like Ferrari is one of the serious behind the scenes puppet masters pulling the strings. That's two races in a row. Yeah. Ferrari's doing some things. Now, my only 
question, and this also, this also links very well to QAnon, is how come this isn't actually working out for the people who are supposedly doing this? Remember, we're trying to... The, the big thing of Ethanon is Ferrari is sort of collaborating with Red Bull, but that's, that's put by the wayside with the Verstappen um, axing to get rid of Mercedes. Or is it put by the wayside? Well, this is just the beginning of phase two. Exactly. I mean, this is, we've got to think long term here. This is a long game. We're in 5D chess at this point. So Verstappen goes out in order to maintain plausible deniability, but they did not alter Checo's tires to make sure that Red Bull stayed ahead in the Constructors' Championship and the Drivers' Championship. Absolutely. We still have to topple the king. Yes. <laughs> and, just... and, and by taking out Verstappen, they don't say, oh, well, you're just trying to take down Hamilton because they can say, no, no. Look, we took down Verstappen too. And everybody knows Botas isn't involved at all anyways. No one's worried about Botas. <laughs> but no, wait, we decided that Botas is trying to go for the dr second driver's position at Red Bull. Ah. That's well, what we said last week. We'll have to figure out how he's going to get on top of Perez here. Yeah, I was going to say, that's that one may be, uh, we may have to put a pin in that one and see what happens If they don't come true, you just ignore them. That's how this works. That's right. That's how it works. We, we never can said also that. just say Hamilton took the gentleman's DNF. <laughs> to be sporting <laughs> after Verstappen went out <laughs> I shall <Right>. retire <laughs> the gentleman's DNF <laughs> he did finish it's the sporting move yeah oh I uh, could be leading this championship oh. he's entirely too proper if that's the case <laughs> he was knighted now he's turned into a sporting idiot <laughs> I shall withdraw I like <laughs> Okay, let me ask you which driver said this. <clears throat> now, I've got two here. One of them's super obvious, but it made me laugh, and it probably made you laugh because I'm pretty sure they played it during the race, which was great. But we'll put it in here anyway. The With the race engineer saying, you can push harder, push flat out, and the driver saying, I am, shut up! Oh, with like basically unintelligible yelling? Yeah, uh -huh. that's Yuki Tsunoda. <laughs> that's Yuki Tsunoda. There, nothing defines Yuki Tsunoda radio like the sound of clipping, where yeah. he's screaming so loud that the microphone is basically crumbling inside his helmet. Everybody else, like Max, is like casually just talking about things he's seeing. Yuki is in an in an almost distressingly matter of fact manner. <laughs> yeah, if it's not messing with him, he's very matter of fact oh, about what's going on. If it's messing with him, don't be wrong. He's shouting. Oh yeah, he's shouting and he's swearing a lot, like the tree branch of death, which we didn't even talk about that. Um, oh yeah, which cost Leclerc. I mean, like Leclerc said, yeah, that cost me first position. That was coming in two laps anyway. Yeah, you were gonna lose first position. <laughs> he did say that though. He's like. It really just like sped it up. It was going to happen in a lap or two, but there it really just kind of ended. It almost took out that. both Leclerc and Verstappen. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, Max is calm. Yuki, volume 11 for basic things. Yes. And I noticed this week that Gasly sounds like every stoned roommate I ever had in college. Not that I think he's stoned, but he has a certain aesthetic to his voice that makes him sound yeah. extremely surfer chill. Extremely surfer chill French. 
Yes. Like an it's, extremely it's chill French surfer. Uh, <laughs> I I love it. I'll I listen to him his radio all day. Uh but that's not the real which driver said this cuz that was too easy. <clears throat> so I'm going to try and sneak one by you here by cutting off the beginning of this one. All right. <laughs> and so we're mid conversation. And the driver says, "Done." And the engine race engineer says, nice job, mate. Nice job. Oh, I know this one too. Oh, damn. Which that, To which the driver responds, we're not in Monaco anymore. That's our Mazepin learning his steering wheel. That's our baby Mazepin. All grown this up. This was our, it's the same which driver said this from last week where they were giving him a series of instructions on how to punch something into his steering wheel. And unlike in Monaco, he was able to do it this time, and they were so happy for him, and it's the saddest thing that I've ever heard. So proud of you. You, you, you uh, learned how I'm the so steering wheel I'm so proud of works. you for figuring out your steering wheel, buddy. Round six. Got the steering wheel figured out. Okay. That nice job, mate, nice job was delivered with the same way that a dad watches his kid take a shit in the toilet for the first time, and he's like, good job, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Mazepin's Mazepin's driving's the equivalent of a kid just shitting his pants repeatedly. <laughs> well, it's more like an everybody poops kind of situation. Everybody drives, man. You can drive too someday. <laughs> well, that is which driver said this. You aced that one. Yeah. Wasn't uh, even close. There wasn't a ton of radio, exciting radio, except for Yuki yelling over the radio. There was some exciting radio, but it was all extremely obvious, you yeah. know, because the situations were very, very obvious. I did kind of like uh, the most personable thing that I've ever heard Lance Stroll say was when he had that puncture and spun out on that long straightaway. And he was like, it's a puncture, you know, red flag, red flag. And then he was like, please get me out of here. This is a really bad place on the track. <laughs> And I was like, I feel where you're at, man. That seems super dangerous. Yeah, he was just kind of strange. I mean, he did a good job not even leaving that car in the middle of the track. Yeah. He kept I it don't, to the side. If you watch the replay, I don't think he had a whole lot of control over that. He, was he had the wheel it. hard over, and yeah. it was still going whatever direction it wanted. And I think like when you look at Max's, I think Max actually drove it back into the wall when his he finally came to a stop. Like he made yeah. a little bit of room because obviously he doesn't want to be sitting there in the middle of that straight. No, he does not want to get T-boned and at 200 miles an hour. Frankly, he hit the wall at 198, I think. Yeah. And I say that it's not like he went straight into the wall. No. He clipped the wall. But yeah, that's a very fast speed to get into a, a sideways collision. Yeah. And everybody was real pissed that they didn't immediately send the safety car out. I... Yeah, I get that. It Leclerc was shouting. Signs <laughs> called him out. Vettel's called him out. There's everybody's been pretty mad. It took so long. Yeah, I do not have an under investigation this week. Uh, we we kind of covered what was going on with Hamilton's car. Yeah, uh, during the restart, I, I did have somebody ask me about why that's an issue. So if we wanted to do an under investigation, we could talk about the brake bias a little bit and and what that does. Um, and just why it made Lewis go straight off the track. Because theoretically, he has about the same amount of braking power, but he goes right sure. off the track. Yeah, so like I said, that button, instead of the car having 60% of the braking 
up on the front wheels and 40 in the back. It switches it to, I think, 90 or 95% of that braking in the front. So when Lewis hits the pedal, think about it in your car. It's like when you go, you know how hard you need to hit the pedal to slow down, you know, when you look at a light. Your mind's built up a model about, you know, basically how hard you need to push down the pedal to slow down. And obviously they've got that just on kind of a, a different tuning. So when his foot goes to the floor there to heat it, the brakes work and they work super duper well in the front. Now, the problem is they're not doing any of the work in the back. So those front wheels, you know, because they're being tasked um, um, from a vehicle dynamic standpoint. Um, oh, there's that word again. Yeah. Vehicle dynamics. I, I put it in there just for you. From vehicle dynamics. Right, the wheel. That's can, my ASMR. Is you saying vehicle dynamics? Vehicle dynamics. Oh God! Don't um, do it. Don't do that ever again. Right, the wheel can only. I'm do now, I'm now going to bleep every time you say vehicle dynamics <laughs> for the rest of this series. So right, you can you can ask the tire to do so many things. Right, so you're, you're going to brake, accelerate, or stop. And it's got basically, you know, if you looked at those in terms of a vector, it can do a total magnitude if you add them all up together. Um, his were tasked with way too much of doing the stopping part. So when he tried to do the turning part, the wheels are like, nope, I'm currently a uh, process overloaded on the braking part. And they just went straight through. So in the pretense of FNG one, I'm the idiot and you're the expert and I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> but, and, and it's also accurate, but I do know a little bit about some stuff when it comes to driving, and I remember having it explained to me once, and I do not remember where this was explained to me. Yep. But if you think of a tire on the road, mm -hmm. and it has X amount of friction that it generates against the road, mm -hmm. so we'll call that 100% friction, at any given time, it has that amount of friction to divide amongst three tasks. Yep that you can assign to it and those tasks are accelerating where you need friction to keep going braking where you need friction to stop and turning where you need friction to change your direction yeah so if you give 50 percent of the tires friction to braking it only has 50 percent of its capacity for turning mm -hmm. so at this point the the effectively if i and correct me if i'm wrong essentially he basically took 95 percent of the tire's friction to braking because it was doing it exceedingly well to the point where it was locking up so there was nothing left to turn the car and let's let's be completely clear with the way the brakes were set up and the way he was braking since the rear tires were doing nothing he was asking the tires for about 130%. Yeah, that's true. He was I said asking the tires 60... to do 170% of their friction in braking. Yeah, and it's pretty close <laughs> to that, right? Because I said it was originally 60-40. Well, now it's 95-5, right? So, you know, it's it's about 150-160% of the work um, that it would normally be asked to do to make that same corner. And, you know, you use the 100% that the tire can do, right? Under braking, maybe it goes up to 105, Thanks, 110 Thanks, Pirelli, for only giving us 100% of the tire's capacity. Yeah. Why, aren't we on, why aren't we on tracks like some ride at Disney? But yeah, so <laughs> under braking, too, it does help you under braking. And a lot of times, like, you know, if you're ever driving a car and you're heading into a corner too fast, you don't want to smash on the brakes because you're going to do exactly what you said. Try exactly. To yeah. And slide. But you, what you want to do is if you can get in before you're turning, actually glaze those brakes a little bit because that shifts the weight of the car forward over those front tires and actually increases the amount of friction you've got in the front 
than you mm-hmm. would have on basically an even flat plane. And it allows you to get a little bit better turn in. So, right. you know, just from a car standpoint. So he's under heavy, heavy braking. That car had those tires had way more friction than they would on just a level car. However, he was still asking it to do like he was still asking for an awful lot. Yeah. And <laughs> and that's why it looked like he was doing nothing except for radically screwing up. The car was just not going to do what he asked it to. Right. All right. Well, then we did have an under investigation and we all learned something and we all grew. We all grew. Na, na, na. What else is going on off of this track? I in mean, the world of F1. Everybody, any news? Any rumors? Uh, obviously, the bendy wings. We talked about that last week. What else is going on? Well, Christian Horner called, said Toto Wolf should stop talking about bendy wings because they'll have to investigate his bendy front wing. And Toto Wolf called Christian Horner a windbag who likes <laughs> to be on TV. So really in the drama department, we've got some high stakes off the track drama between those two. They're really, they're really getting snippy. Um, so that uh, one's in the F and world. I bet they're somewhere planning these press releases out. Oh, I think they're doing it for fun. Oh, they're clearly doing it for fun. They're both laughing almost every time. Yeah. I mean, they're angry, but they're also laughing at the whole thing. Yeah. Toto Wolf said, you know, maybe we're not going to bother um, challenging this. We'll just let it come to the next race. I, I I don't think they have as much of a case as they think they might, or it turns out that everybody's kind of doing this. And uh, you just didn't think of it or didn't think it was worth doing. Or when you look at the data, you might actually be doing it more than you think. Or we're going to get to France <laughs> and it turns out that Red Bull was getting a ton of speed from it. And when they have to switch wings, they're going to be slow as shit. But, oh, well. but we'll see what happens. I don't. I actually don't think it means much. McLaren says it means a whole bunch for the teams because they're not doing it. And everybody else is like, yeah, it's maybe like 0.07 seconds at the best. And if it's even if it's that good. So I don't think I I, I think it's a. And how much uh, did Vettel end up beating Gasly by? Because I think it was 0.01 seconds. Zero one seven. seconds. No, or he something. was he was seven tenths or something up. Okay. <laughs> and, and I would be certain that Alpha Tori's doing it if Red Bull's doing it. Right. Oh, I assume. Yeah. And we know Alpine. I think Alpine's doing it. Alfa Romeo's doing it. Ferrari's doing it. Red Bull's doing it. I would assume that probably eight of the 10 teams are doing it. Maybe Haas isn't doing it because they don't have the resources <laughs> to come up with that. Um, and that's yeah. why they're back there with Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have put the bendy wing on, dumbasses. <laughs> so where are we heading next after this? France. France. We're in France. Paul Ricard. I think it's on the south of France. Paul Ricard was my favorite captain of the Enterprise. Yeah. Paul Ricard, uh, whatever. Circuit. I don't know what the <laughs> term they use. So they don't use 16 Speedway. words like they're in Italy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how long until that race? Two weeks. So we will be, the 20th will be the race day. We'll have the weekend 18th through the 20th. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. Back to big, big F1 tracks, not the... Big, wide-open F1 tracks with Lewis Hamilton in the front by yeah. 30 seconds. So bye-bye pretty street circuits. Oh, well. I love the street circuits. Yeah, yeah they're I fun. I enjoy them. Okay, well, I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you to uh, Chris King for our theme music. This track is Cat Mountain Drive off the album Gold Pulls. Go find him on Twitter at Artificial Chris. 
and download everything he has because it's excellent. Uh, thanks to RCBO5 for our uh, album art. Is that what we're calling it? Album art? Yeah, album Whatever. Art. Our logo. It's yeah, very logo. good, and we appreciate that because when it comes to graphic design, we are terrible. I did it in PowerPoint. So You did yeah. the first one in PowerPoint, which is this the most engineer thing that we that can possibly be said. You guys need a slide deck for this? <laughs> uh, and we will see you again in two weeks after France. Uh, I have been Chuck. And I'm Sean. And we will see you all then. All right. Bye, you guys. But please make sure to use the word vehicle dynamics. That's the right term, man. I, it may be the right. You know what is really good for search engine optimization is to say vehicle dynamics. Bet you we'd get some hits. <laughs> we'd get some hits. from. See, the thing is that anybody searching for vehicle dynamics is not looking for our podcast. <laughs>